Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 17. It's Monday, June 8th, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman. Thank you for listening. Let's introduce the rest of the crew. Laddie is the host of Laddie, Lucky, and Hope in the morning on Q107.5. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Laddie. Also on the phone today, we've got Bo. Hey, now. Hey, Bo. Let's see. Today, I've got a little bit of NBA news. Some stuff went down last week. Um, as far as the restart goes, that's pretty much it for the week. I don't know. I got a couple other things we can talk about, but, uh, let's try to have some fun and talk a little hoops. Yay. <laughs> I've been in a good mood. I've been playing my, uh, uh 2k basketball. 19 i think so i'm in a basketball mood for sure all right awesome i've been wanting to b- break out my playstation 2 and play nba live 2007 <laughs> <laughs> dude and i have like 14 as well i've been playing that well no seven pal gasol was really fast and he could pass really <laughs> really well and you could throw alley-oops to stromile with pal that's really fun it was so fun you put the point guard <laughs> and then he just bring the ball up the court and you could just lob it to throw. So I play the career mode, right? And like my player, I, I'm, I'm going to make them better. So right now I'm with the Knicks and they just made a stat saying that like the Knicks hadn't been to the playoffs since like 99 when they, and so I was like, all right, so I'm literally on the internet right now looking up the 1999 fucking basketball playoffs. They lost in the NBA, the NBA finals against San Antonio that year back in 99 and that was the lockout year that was a short year mm. and they went last one so, there in the playoffs was 12 and 13 2012 Mike Woodson was the head coach yeah so here's here's what's so funny is that uh so MVP was uh Tim Duncan but the trail Sprewell had the most points of that playoffs <laughs> hell yeah always love every time I say his name I get, I get excited. Yeah, I always liked Spree. He was fun to watch play. They had Larry Johnson on that team. They had a good squad. Charlie Ward was on that Knicks team. Yep. Wow. Sorry to hijack the conversation, man. I'm sorry. I'm just. <laughs> it's all right. I'm all. I'm no. all about it. Well, I mean, it just got me thinking. I mean, if we start the season right now, this is kind of like a short season, to to a point, you know. So if they restarted up. I mean, I wonder if there's gonna be asterisks by people's names and some kid. 20 years from now going to be looking at this like damn that was fucked up you know it, it's like all of us saying you know about the 99 season because they yeah. they stopped it was a short season yeah i mean it's definitely going to be a weird thing it'll be different it won't be just another season that will be but i think at the end of the day uh 
the teams that are most prepared and have the most talent, those are the teams that are going to rise to the top and prove that they're right. winners. Yeah, seven-game series is still a seven-game series. Yeah. Um, but we don't know what, you know, how the coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2 will, mm-hmm. what role it will play in all this. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what players, if any players, end up coming down with coronavirus or anything like that, you know, during mm-hmm. the playoffs. And we can get all into that. I mean, there, the t- I saw something today that discussed how they're going to replace these players and whatnot if something does happen. It looks like they're trying to set something up so that there will be uh, a strategy in place. They're going to let teams call up players, I think, on two ways to fill in roster spots, maybe. It was something like that. What you can't do is go out and sign, and uh, they used uh, Jamal Crawford as an example. Like You can't just go sign Jamal Crawford and then expect him to be able to play. Yeah. Or an international player was another example they used. But you will have at your disposal, I think, your two ways, possibly G League. I I didn't have time to really absorb everything because I was just read it right before we came on. I was looking up last minute NBA news. But there I think will, that's good though. Yeah, there will be there will be ways to get around it, I think. They're gonna give the Nets an opportunity to uh fill Durant and Kyrie's positions on the roster to give them more depth, to allow them to have more opportunity, it looks like. Did you see what uh, Vegas, the odds of them were? The odds of what? It went from like two, them winning the championship, the, the Nets? Brooklyn Nets. Oh. Yeah, it went from like 270 to like, two, 270 to one to 60 to one. Oh, okay. So it went down, or the uh, payout went down? Yeah. Yeah, all right. I don't... <sighs> Durant has said multiple times this season if they come back, they he will not play. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand. Maybe people are betting on the fact that he will, but I just don't see it. There's been a lot of talk about Durant in the media. It, everybody seems to think that he should be able to play, but I just don't think he I don't think he feels ready. We'll see. That'll be one of the interesting things to see. One thing before we get too much into it. I just want to say uh, that folks can reach us on Twitter at House of Hoops. That's H-A-U-S. And we're also on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. We also have a new phone number. If anybody wants to leave a message, give us a shout. That's 901-300-6575. And we did get a voicemail over the week. Um, our buddy Pat called in. I think I can decode what he was trying to say. I'm not sure. We'll get to that later in the podcast. But uh, we hope everybody enjoys it. All right. Hey, Bo, is everything going all right with you up there? Yeah, our curfew is lifted. I saw Memphis's curfew has been lifted. Yes. Things have, uh, I mean, there's still protests here. There's protests everywhere. Yeah. Right. You know, people are starting to realize, or at least people, white people especially, are starting to realize that they've never been pulled over for being black. And uh, I hope people start to think about that, mm-hmm. that more. Yeah. People need to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. about, about all this stuff because it's, it's crazy that, uh, it's the police brutality, especially towards 
the black people is still happening. And, you know, it's unfortunate that the writing and loot, the writing and looting happened, but it's something had to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're good in Minneapolis. It's okay. in St. Paul. We, it's weird. You know, if you go out, you see burned buildings and mm. burned pharmacies and it's crazy. Yeah. Very strange times. And, and then, and then you've got, you know, kids, you got to explain this to has that conversation happened yet uh a little bit my oldest she'll be in second grade next year we've talked about it yeah she's still really young probably not absorbing everything yeah there's just so much to absorb man i mean one literally one week you're gonna die because this coronavirus and the next week we have riots and social injustice and all that so i mean it's a whirlwind for not only us i wonder how they're dealing with it yeah it's it's crazy for sure you know, I've just tr- we've tried to talk about the civil rights movement, put it in simpler terms. You know, talk about Memphis and Martin Luther King and the protests that they did with the sanitation de- department in Memphis. Just kind of try to keep it, you know, keep their attention, keep it short and mm-hmm. and to the point. That's good. Well, I'm glad to hear everybody's okay, doing well. Anybody do anything uh, interesting this week? I'm kind of curious why Laddie's uh, on the phone this week. Yeah, uh, my mom, she may need something, so my, I may need to jump Okay. Uh, later on. So just kind of, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, with this, we're supposed to get all these bad rains and stuff right now. Yeah, there's a storm. So, feels crazy outside yeah, right now. <laughs> so, so what I don't want to do is just be in a position where I can't get to her because of that. Because I live right down the street from her. Well, that's so. cool. That's understandable. I'll give you a pass today. Oh, you're like <laughs> that, that tropical storm, huh? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's kind of crazy outside right now. It's it's nice and cool and it's windy, breezy, but uh it's uh it looks like there's a storm on the horizon. It's 95 here today. Holy moly. 95? I didn't know yeah. it got that warm up there. Well, it's officially the apocalypse. <laughs> it it gets hot up here. It, yeah. It'll I think later this week it'll get down like the high on Thursday is 75. Mm. That's beautiful golf weather right there. Mm-hmm. You got any friends up yeah. there that you can play golf with, Bo? I know you play a little bit. My neighbor wants to play. My shoulder's kind of messed up. I don't know. I'm, but, uh, yeah, my neighbor wants to go play. We need to go play. No, your shoulder's messed up. Just have a couple beers. You'll be fine. There you go. That's what we do. <laughs> It'll loosen me up. Absolutely. You'll be so much more flexible. Well, I guess we should probably kind of get into some topics here. Considering you every, see the, uh, everybody sounds like they're on time uh, restrictions. The breaking, here. the breaking Lamarcus Aldrich news. News? No, what's no. that? Shams tweeted it out. I, don't, I didn't go down the Twitter wormhole to see who actually tweeted it out before he tweeted it out. But uh, Lamarcus Aldridge went under like a rotator cuff debridement on his right Ooh, shoulder, wow. and, and he's out for the rest of the year. Spurs. That's good. Uh, the Spurs, they're. How did, did they really have a chance to make the playoffs? Are they going to beat out nope. uh, Memphis for the eighth spot? Mm, nope. Or even somebody like Portland? Is that even possible? Let's go ahead and talk about that. So on Thursday, the NBA Board of Governors approved a 22-team format to resume the 1920 season. Uh, it involves nine Eastern Conference teams and 13 Western Conference teams. 
And that was approved over the weekend by the NBPA, the National Basketball Players Association. So that's going to go ahead and happen. And the reason they have more teams in the West than the East is I believe it's any team that's within six games of making the playoffs was invited. Okay. To get into the playoffs, to overcome the eighth spot, there's going to be eight regular season games. Any team that's within four games of making the playoffs will play a uh, play-in tournament, a mini tournament. So the team that is already locked in, the Grizzlies, would only have to win one game. For a player to jump that team and advance into the playoffs, they would have to win two games. So it's one to two. Does that make sense? That's right, but that's only if the Grizzlies don't win by four games. Is that right? Right. So if they're up four and a half games after the eight games that get played, they will make it. If the ninth place team is within four games, they would have to beat the Grizzlies in a little mini tournament twice. Whereas oh, the Grizzlies okay, would yeah. only have to so say it's Portland because and I think it's gonna be Portland. <laughs> Let's say it's Portland. They would have to beat the Grizzlies two times in a little play in game uh tournament. Whereas yeah. the Grizz would just have to win one. So there you go. It's like a best of three or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting. I can go through the calendar a little bit here. So today is the eighth. Training camp will begin on the 30th of this month. So that is still three weeks away. Wow. Yeah. So this is, I guess, they're just getting everything lined up right now. July 7th, all the teams will travel to Orlando. So that's four weeks away. The season will start July 31st. That's seven weeks away from now. And then they'll play the eight games. So we still have some time. <laughs> man, they better be in the gym. Um, they better be somewhere getting ready, man. Yeah, hopefully most of the players are still kind of in shape. NBA game shape and getting in shape in your living room are two totally different things. Yeah, for sure. They're going to have plenty of time. They're going to have plenty of quarantine time, and they're going to have plenty of workout time. I don't think that's a question. The bottom half of the West is going to be insanely fun to watch, I think. Memphis, Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento. I was thinking San Antonio, but now I'm kind of counting them out a little bit. Phoenix, yeah, I was already the, yeah. Phoenix, I was already counting out. What's that? All the hype's going to be about Zion if he can make the playoffs his first mm-hmm. year with the short season. It's all going to be about him. Watch. Mm-hmm. Then John Moran's going to get. Then it's going to be Portland, and then John Moran's going to get a third look. Realistically, it's Memphis, Portland, New Orleans. This is something you kind of see in regular playoffs, I think. The jostling of position. And that's an, a, a whole other thing. But teams fighting to get in the playoffs. These are three really good teams, yeah. I, I think. In the East, I'm not so much interested in it. The bottom half of that league isn't as good as the West. Well, but the top is too good. I mean, it's Milwaukee and then pretty much everybody else. I agree. You got Toronto. They're pretty good. Yeah, Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston. I think they're all really good teams. Philly is big. Philly's mm-hmm. no joke. Indiana, possibly. I'm probably missing one, but I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, the West. Bo, any thoughts on the startup calendar? It'll, it'll be – I mean, it's going to be – 
Portland's going Don't the Grizzlies theoretically play Portland in the first game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all going to play each other anyway, I think. So the Grizzlies-Portland matchups are going to be fun, and the likelihood, it sounds like the likelihood the Grizzlies will have a, the plan. That'll mm-hmm. be super fun. So, yeah, that'll be. Exciting. I'm just, I, I'm just excited to see how the Grizzlies play with you know Justice Winslow and mm-hmm. and that they're playing real games that actually matter, mm-hmm. as opposed to like those other teams like Atlanta that they're trying to figure out how they're going to play competitive basketball during all this too. Right, not being in the playoff, not being in Orlando. Yeah, what are they doing? I don't know. The way it's set up. They're going to start next season. They want to start next season's training camp November 10th and then start the next season December 1st. So you got to think teams will be kind of having to get ready for next season around August, well, maybe October. Yeah, I mean, what do they do? They're still, they just, are they quarantining all their players in Atlanta and and trying to get everybody prepared for next year? Hmm. What do you do? Do you rent out a hotel and put everybody in the same place? A lot of questions. A lot of unanswered questions. I don't know. Do you guys have anything on this? What do you think? I think they're going to have to figure something out. Those guys can't just sit around. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a that's a that's a big big question to answer. Well, yeah, I don't know what's going on with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to have a short season, so you just kind of. I mean, I you know. I, I don't know, man. Part of me just thinks they should just go ahead and just make the playoffs and just do it right now and then just shorten the playoffs. Get everybody healthy, either physically or coronavirus-free, and then just kind of work on next year. That's the reality of it. I understand everybody needs a shot and whatever, but but what you're doing right now is just kind of, you know, there's going to be – it seems like there's going to be more questions the way we're doing it right now. I don't know. Uh, 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 about the future, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, what the, the big question, I think – that remains unanswered is what are the teams not in Orlando going to be doing? How do they orchestrate their moves with the players? But that'll be something we can try to keep our eye on maybe and uh, look for for answers to those questions. I was thinking about taking a vacation to Orlando. Really? I don't know, man. I I can take some time if I want it. Yeah, I think me too. What if? It wouldn't be bad. What if I applied for a job working in that uh, arena or something? The bubble. Yeah, in the bubble. So you get a, you get hired, and let's say I can take two weeks, <laughs> and I get hired, and That's I go, and I work, and I get to watch the games firsthand and interact and see everything firsthand. I think I could probably get into some kind of like hospitality job or something there. In the arena, hot dogs. Yeah, something in the arena. I don't know who's buying hot dogs. Dude, they're not even going to have fans. What are you talking about? Yeah, there's no fans. I could probably get. Yeah, so how you going to sell? Who you going to sell popcorn to? I don't know, man. And I'm not going to sell popcorn. (laughs) 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 Whatever, dude. I'm I'm sorry, but you're going to be. What can I be a cashier? What can I get a job doing? I don't know. I'm not qualified to do anything. Be a ball boy. Yeah. And then I guess I would just or have to disappear after what? two weeks and be like, what happened to that dude? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> even even better, be like, dude, I'll just wash the towels just so you can get access to the locker room, dude. Yeah, there's got to be something. <laughs> Why are there tens of thousands of House of Hoop podcast business cards everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> and what the hell are with these coffee mugs? 
Oh, that would be hilarious, though. It's probably not likely. Is that Tony Allen? That... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you got to think they got jobs they got to fill. Um, I just said to my boss, the look on his face. I'm going to go down there and work for a week. I mean, maybe, I don't know. That would be cool if they, if they could let people in there watch the games, you know, to a point. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to clean the floor. There's probably people that are already set up to do that, though. Well, they got, yeah. I'm sure they have like furloughed Disney employees. So they're just chomping at the net to. Yeah. That and the whole Orlando Magic staff. Yeah. Yeah. They're already there. That's probably a loser idea. Oh, well. I had no, to talk. I, mean, I had to talk it's, it out. It's actually pretty smart. Yeah, well, it was pretty smart to be honest with you. I mean, I just wanted to talk it out, and I've talked myself completely out of it. <laughs> but you're still on the fence, huh? Yeah, it's, I don't think I don't think there's a job for me there. Did you guys see Wednesday? Mike Miller quit his job with the Memphis Tigers. I saw that. I did. What do you think that's all about? Ooh, I don't know. What he said was that he wanted to spend more time with his family. And see where the journey takes him. Yep, he did. Right, so it's kind of like, oh, you want to spend time with your family, but that's it. that's what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. That's weird. It either he he's throwing his hands up, saying that the Memphis thing's not going to work, mm-hmm. uh, or Memphis is going to get hit with some sanctions. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be involved with that. Or the G League thing just kind of totally screwed up what him and Penny's plan was. That's they could possible. just go in and get basically the best recruits. Okay. So I have a theory, a little conspiracy theory on that. Dun, dun, dun. This is not impossible, but nobody is speaking about it. So Mike Miller's a known big-time recruiter, huge recruiter. I mean, he's the one that brought a lot of these kids to Memphis. Uh, yeah, Wiseman and Penny played a big role, but so did Mike Miller. And Mike Miller's big in the AAU circuit. He's got a lot. He knows what's going on. He's a big-time recruiter. His son is in the last year of high school. Could this be Mike Miller leaving the NCAA? Maybe it's got a, left a bad taste in his mouth with the Wiseman situation. Wiseman was forced to Dude, basically you're cut quit. Out. Okay. Can you hear me? But yeah, I can hear you now. Would you say Mike Miller what? Okay, could this be Mike Miller leaving the NCAA altogether and maybe joining the G League select team coaching staff. Ooh. Would that not be the oh. biggest FU to the NCAA for him to say, all right, I'll take all these kids that are in high school that I've been recruiting and take them and take the best ones to the NBA G League. It's wow. A, that's, a, that's a good thought. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. No, because since he's – super tight with LeBron, he knows how to be friends with, you know, maybe he's friends with all the superstars. It just seems like he's the perfect person. He's the perfect person as a former NBA player to guide these kids. And the timing is so weird because I think it was two weeks ago or last week, Brian Shaw was named the head coach of the G League select team. And then the next week, Mike Miller quits his job. I don't know. So fill up that coaching staff with former NBA players, and one of them just happens to be a big-time high school recruiter. I mean, yeah. what what better way to say F you to the NCAA? Like, hey, right back at you. I'm going to take all the top recruits straight to the pros. 
nobody's really talking about it, but I don't think it's impossible. I didn't even think about that. That's pretty good. I think it could happen. I hope it does, because I'm about sick of the NCAA myself. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I, I want... I think the one and done thing definitely screws up the NCAA. It would be fun uh-huh. to have some continuity with teams and, you know, just let it actually be college basketball and not a farm system. Yeah. Right. And we talked about the teams that are winning the NCAA tournaments and going far in the big dance are teams that are built over a three to four year span. It's not the one and done teams that are winning as of late. I think it's good for the NCAA for them not to have one and dones or as many at least. I think it, I mean, I think it helps programs, but it also ruins programs. I mean, I think that if, you know, I mean, you got to have the right, the right deal. Like the whole Derek Rose, when he was here, mm-hmm. they already had that great team before him. He was just right. a piece that they kind of needed, you know? Right. But Villanova's good. That Texas tech team is, was pretty good a couple years ago. UNLV has been pretty good. And all these guys have been around for like three, four years. Mm-hmm. And then you add like yeah. one really good freshman, and that kind of puts you over the top. That's usually how it is. You don't have Calipari's team of five or six one and duns all starting, you know? Yeah. That just hasn't worked out that well. They won that one year with Anthony Davis, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. it gets butts in the seats. Those That high recruiting class gets people to go to games, it gets fans excited, but does it really translate to wins and and when it gets down to playing against the other greatest teams? I don't think so. No, you're right. It hasn't. Duke and them have been doing it way before that. Mm -hmm. They haven't won since Jalil Okafor played there. Really? Yeah, that's the last time. That's the last time they went to the championship. Yeah, so that was an interesting headline that Mike Miller quit. What seemed like a perfect job. He lives in Memphis. Yeah, Duke won in 15. Okay, Duke won in 15 with Jalil. Does it say who they played? Wisconsin. Ah, yes, Wisconsin. And then, uh, yeah, that was a good game. Does it show our, what you're looking at? Does it show the next, I don't know, four yeah, winners? So you had 15, Duke won. They played Wisconsin. 16, Villanova beat North Carolina. 27. 2017, North Carolina beat Gonzaga. Okay. 2018, Villanova beat Michigan. And then the most recent in 2019, Virginia beat Texas Tech. And then in 2020, coronavirus. (laughs) Yeah, it was Virginia was the one I was trying to think of. Okay. Yeah, Virginia is not full of one and dones. (laughs) Villanova's won two. Yeah, and those aren't the – that's not the – Blue blood teams. North right. Carolina is, but I just I just, I just thought it was an interesting thing to kind of speak about. <clears throat> was why did Mike Miller quit? Yeah, one angle could be that sanctions are coming and he wants to just get out of there. Yeah. You know, I was kind of thinking this. Now it's kind of like what you're saying, but maybe to get another job. Mm-hmm. But either knowing that like his son's coming out, maybe he could get a job. At a, you know, at a college that we don't know that's hiring, is <laughs> mm-hmm. like, and maybe bring his son with him. Mm-hmm. You don't know if he can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of thinking that might be the reason too. But this is this is son and good at basketball. I have no idea. Yeah, he's super, yeah, he's when, super good. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got two of them, but one's really good. Yeah, the oldest plays at Houston High School. 
Maybe he's yeah. taking the next two years off to play with his son in the NBA. He's getting back to NBA game shape. He's going to go to Germany and get new knees. It's highly unlikely, but I think there is probably. And another thing is could possibly be is that Miller just doesn't see a future in NCAA basketball. Yeah. Um, being that, are they even going to have a season next year? There's, uh, that's another thing, yeah. They probably yeah. They, they may not. So why even bother with any of this if you don't think there's going to be games next year or in a foreseeable future? So why not just quit now and uh, pursue other opportunities where he doesn't yeah, have to worry I, about the NCAA breathing down his neck? I, that's true, too. I, I don't, you know, and what if this, what if he ends up leaving because let's say Memphis does get some sanctions, he's part of that coaching staff. It's going right. to be harder for him to get another job anywhere if he's part of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So he, so he might just kind of di- just be distancing himself. Yeah. Could be a lot of things, man. But uh, we may not know for a long time until we see what plays out. I will be keeping an eye on that for sure. I mean, or, or you could just say, man, screw it. I'm going to go ahead and work at my restaurant, <laughs> you know, and oh, sit yeah. around and hit, sit around and hit golf balls all day. I mean, you know, Hey, I don't know. It could be that. He does have that golf simulator restaurant place. Let it fly. I let it fly. <laughs> I yeah. haven't been there yet. Have we you, should, we should go there sometime. Laddie. Let's do it. I've been there. Oh, I haven't. I know. I know some people that work there, man. They're, it's all good people. And they got some good wings too. We should go. Let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's go tonight. Tonight, we might be able to do that actually, <laughs> depending on if the mon- the monsoon of twenty twenty comes through. Yeah. Oh, it's got a golf. Sim- I'm looking at it, so it has a golf like a. You yeah. can do it. It's got two of them. They got simulators, screens you can hit at. You bring your own clubs? I don't know. No, no, they have some there. You can bring your own if you want. I'm not going in a restaurant with golf clubs. I mean, you might, dude. It's pretty badass. I've done it before. Is it a big space? <clears throat> yeah, it's two of them. It's huge, dude. It's like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's huge. Okay. And I mean, it, it, remember, it's got to be tall enough for you to swing a golf club as well. Yeah, I just wonder if everything's really spread out or if it's all crammed in there together. I mean, it, for what it is, it's pretty badass. It's like a little bay that you're in and you can just swing it. You have all the room to hit. How far are you and, away from somebody eating chicken wings? Oh, you, uh, a, a, a long, a while. Okay. So like you can, they have tables inside this area and it's kind of closed off. It has like doors and stuff. So oh, it's okay. kind of closed off to the rest of the restaurant. Yeah. But like, if you want to go in there, you and I could go get food, eat there, eat and swing and drink and whatever in there. That sounds fun. You know, it might not be a bad idea. We should maybe give them a call or something this afternoon and, and be like, because I, I guarantee not a lot of, yeah. Reserve a little bay. <laughs> Yeah, that would be cool. Go there, get some wings, get some beer, and do that. I wouldn't mind dropping some cash off. Maybe Mike will be up there, and we can talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, do you drink coffee? Hey, man, I don't want to bug you, but I have some important questions to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And don't mind all these House of Hoops business cards on on the ground here. (laughs) Uh, um, Okay, let's see. Let's move on from Mike Miller. I had a busy week, guys. I wasn't really able to keep up with too much. I don't think I watched one movie all the way through or even a TV show, really. I was just busy, busy, busy. Um, should we listen to Pat's message? Sure. We should listen to Pat's message. I will tell you this, though. I watched uh, this week 
Um, Houston versus Orlando, the 95 finals game one was on NBA TV. Yeah. That was a dude. That Orlando team was fucking awesome. God, if they they were really, really good. They needed to win uh, right away. If I remember right, they lose some close ones and they get deflated. Is that yeah. kind of, is that kind if of what Nick happened? Anderson? Yeah. If Nick yeah. Anderson made his free throws, I think they would have won that game and they would have probably won the series. That was and what that's what was. everybody kind of thinks. Yeah. But after he missed that, they lost the momentum. But granted, that Houston team was badass. And that's the year that we got Clyde the Glide. I don't think Clyde the Glide won in 94 with us. I don't think so. I think we got him in 95 and then he won He won that one with us. You could be right. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. And then that following year, they ended up getting Barkley. And then they said, well, then Houston, basically the organization was like, well, shit, this is working out for us. I mean, that 99 team, we had Barkley, Elijah Wan, Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's a, that's a strong team. Absolutely. I think Shaq was playing in L.A. by the time Scotty Pippen got to Houston. Right. That's a fact. Let's see. NBA playoffs, they, they beat the Orlando Magic in 95. Yeah, so Clyde Drexler was on that team. It was a badass team. T- Kenny Smith, Hakeem Olajuwon, Vernon Maxwell, Robert Ory, Mario Eli, Clyde the Glide, Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell was his first. That was his first year. Scott Brooks. What was the demise of the Rockets? Why Get, couldn't they advance after? Why weren't they the best well, team in the West anymore? Uh dude, that next year, that ninety five, ninety six, Jordan came back. Mm-hmm. But that's Man, that's, that's the fucking that's the fucking answer. But yeah, they, but still, so here's the deal. They didn't go so back look, to look, the finals, though. The Rockets ended up, right, but the Rockets ended up 48 and 34. They were third in the, the West division. I mean, 48 wins is pretty pretty freaking strong. They went to the playoffs. They won the first round versus the Lakers 3-1, to one, but then they lost to the Seattle Supersonics 0-4. Oh, that's right. Seattle West Remember, was loaded. Dude, dude you had, because look, you got to think, too, that year – the year before previous, let me see. The, the previous Utah, Houston beat Utah that first round, that '95. I mean, and Utah was a fucking awesome yeah. team. There was Utah. There was Seattle. Who else? There was Phoenix. Phoenix had Dan Marley, Kevin Johnson, uh, uh, Barkley. So I'm looking at it right now. Houston had to go through Utah, Phoenix, and then San Antonio to get to the Magic. That's a tough road back then in the 90s. Yeah, but I'm talking 95? about after that. Like the demise, uh, well then, like after they stopped winning. Oh, well, then they, they fucked the roster up. Because look at the 95-96 roster. Uh-huh. Robert Ory, Akeem Olajuwon, Kenny Smith. Then the next season, that's when teams they won like, 57 games. 57 games, lot. and they lost. Charles Barkley was on there that year. And they lost to Charles Utah Barkley, or Seattle, right? Houston lost the NBA Western Conference Finals to the Jazz, and the Jazz lost to the Bulls. <laughs> they won. The, they beat the Supersonics that year. They beat the Timberwolves, 0-3. But, dude, Houston had a good-ass squad there, dude. Yeah, they were Claude super- Drexler, Mario Whaley, dude. Yeah, they were competitive as hell. But poor Charles, man. <laughs> he he just, tried, didn't he? He couldn't do it. He stayed there a few years in Houston. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden... Then that next year, Houston won fifty-seven and twenty-five, and then they go forty-one and forty-one. Like they, they, they lost it. They, they lost to they the lost Jazz. Their, they the lost. Jazz. They lost their damn mojo after that. After winning all those games and then losing in the playoffs, it was like 
Shit. Yeah, but, but look at your look at your squad there, dude. You had Barkley had been 13 years in the league, Drexel 14, Eddie Johnson 15, Charles Jones 14. That's what and I'm Elijah saying. Elijah won 13. That's what I'm saying. They got old ass Kevin Willis 12 years. So I mean, you you got all these good players, but they're way past their prime. That's what I'm saying. They got deflated after winning all those games that previous year and then losing in the playoffs. They were like, "Damn it, at the end of our careers, we just lost the mojo." That was probably their last shot at it. 98, 99, Barkley, Elijah won, Scotty Pimpin. Because, <laughs> you know, Mobley was a rookie that year. Glory days. Dude, they only they only won 31 games that year. Wow. Yes, Laddie, everybody knows. I, I mean, I, I remember those teams were really good. They just couldn't get over the hump. After, couldn't get over the hump. Yeah, there are too many other good teams, Seattle, Utah. Let's see. I want to throw it back for just a second. Um, of those five or possibly six teams in the West that are behind the Memphis, I think it's five, five teams behind the West, which team is the scariest to you guys to overcome Memphis in the playoffs? So it's Portland. I think New North. Orleans. They have a lot, a lot of players. Yeah, it's Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, and San Antonio. So you think New Orleans? Yeah, they've got young players and Drew Holiday is awesome. They I are like good. Drew I do too. I like I Drew. Could he shut Jaw down for two games? I think so. Yeah. He's a veteran at this point in his career. So could Portland. They're good enough to beat any team on any given night, I think. I agree if Damian Lillard has it, but I think he lost something between last year and this year. I think I don't know what it is, but they lost something. Granted, the the, the, the West got better, but they had injuries. Nurkic was hurt. Um, Nurkic is back. He says he's fully healthy and ready to go. I don't know. Uh, I'm going with Portland, Laddie. Who are you going with? If a team can overcome Memphis, which one would it be? I, I would say maybe Portland, just because they've been together longer. Yeah, New you know, I think they've they've got New Orleans, New Orleans is young. They're good. I mean, I really like Drew Holiday, dude. They can get him and Monzo and Zion going. You got Brandon Ingram too. I mean, they got a good squad, but I don't know. I think this Damian Lillard's playoff tested, man. Yeah, and it's a very complete team. They are playoff tested. They, I mean, Lillard's been in the playoffs every year since he was drafted. I yeah. think, <laughs> dude. If, if they just if they just stay healthy. I yeah. think they get a good shot. Obviously, we'll be pulling for Memphis, but you know, you want to ask the questions, you want to have a objective viewpoint, and not just be a homer about it. <laughs> yeah, I like Memphis's chances. Really young. They're definitely in a, in a good spot to advance. Yeah, they they were given a bit of an advantage, which is good to see the NBA taking care of that. Uh, right, but. Port, uh, Portland. I mean, I said it back when games were still happening that I was worried about Portland sneaking up. But Bo likes New Orleans. That's cool. I like I like New Orleans, too. I like what they're doing down there. Not mm-hmm. as much as I like what Memphis is doing. I, yeah, I, I, I like what Memphis is. Obviously, we're, we're biased when we see Memphis succeed. But, man, Drew Holiday is so good. And if Zion's actually Zion, mm-hmm. then we think he is. That's That's a big time problematic matchup especially when jaron jackson gets three thousand two minutes on zion yeah 
Yeah. That's just a try. This is a problem matchup. I mean, like I said, I think Drew could really give Jaw some fits. And if Jaw's Jaw's not rolling and Jaron Jackson's in foul trouble, I mean, that's curtains. And then you've got uh Laddie's boy, JJ Reddick, just running around jacking up shots all over the place. He he's he's a star, man. I like Reddick. I don't know if Reddick he might be too busy. Maybe Disney is JJ Reddick's kryptonite. There's too much white guy stuff there. <laughs> JJ is a professional. He'll be fine. That's what I brought him in. Yeah, it is. That's why he got paid in Philadelphia, too. Yeah. He's come a long way from that DUI he got as a rookie in Orlando. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Him and Morrison came out at the same time, and JJ just worked his ass off. But, yeah, he did. But go. Morrison's got more rings. <laughs> may, uh, yeah. J- That's correct. JJ's got more stats. <laughs> Shit. And uh, more cash. Yeah, and more cash. Real quick before we get to our uh, voicemail message that we have. Finals predictions? Is it too early? For possibly. Yeah. yeah. I'll go with one. I'll say, I think I'll do uh, off the cuff. I think I'll do Milwaukee and LA, but I'm not going to tell you which LA team yet. Well, that's dun, horseshit. Dun, dun. horseshit. <laughs> I, I'm going to go Clippers, Bucks. Okay. Kawhi takes it. Oh, I like that. Man, just Kawhi though. Like, just if you watch him when he wants to win, it's 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 hard to stop him. Oh, I know, buddy. I know. I love <laughs> his game. That'd be so amazing for him to win back to back with two different teams. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I think Hawaii definitely has a shot at it. I'm with you on that. I think the Clippers will win because of coaching and team depth, and the they got the robot. They got Golly, I remember it, the, the Grizzly Spurs series a while ago. Mm-hmm. He just turned it on. And it was it was just done. Dude, he will dunk. He'll uh, out of nowhere. He'll start dunking on folks. You're like, where he doesn't do that. Yeah, he he has an X gear that he doesn't really go to unless he has to. And that's playoff Kawhi. Yeah. That is playoff Kawhi. Laddie, do you yeah. have a prediction for the finals? Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to say it's an L.A. team as well. I mean, I kind of want to say Clippers and Bucks, man. You know, I mean, I just kind of think the Bucks are there. I think that mm-hmm. I mean, they're kind of like the silent assassin. You know what I'm saying? We don't really see much of them, but just highlights of Giannis. But I think, I think, I think they're good, and I think – the exact same reasons why Bo said Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers may get there for everything. All right, so Laddie's just going to go with what Bo said. All right, fine. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I, I think that's legit because, like, I want, I want Boston to win. I like that setup. I love Jason Tatum. I love uh, – what's his face? Uh, Jalen Brown. Yeah. Love him. Like, I that's like the future of basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like that's going to be the guys we're going to be talking about. I, good coach. Good coach. Good everything. They got everything except for listening to white boy that busted his leg. What's his name? Got Gordon Hayward. Right. Like, like he was good. And then I don't think he's just ever been the same ever since he got that injury. No, he was having a pretty good year this year. I think he was finally getting it back to be honest. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, I think he was, he was shooting at a high percentage. He was effective. So nobody said Houston, Westbrook, Harden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting. Maybe, uh, 
there's a lot of good teams. Mm-hmm. This could be. Yeah, I think they're all. Yeah, this could be a different kind of uh, different kind of finals, different kind of playoffs. There's no home court. There's no. I think it's all about fans. the matchup. It's uh, right. Yeah, it's it's it could be which team runs the other one out of the gym. Well, yeah, I wonder what the payoff would be right now if we pick somebody. You know what I'm saying? What if you picked Houston and win the whole thing now for hundred bucks? Yeah, I think it's like twenty to one or something. Uh, we could pull that up, but Houston was the one. If I was gonna gamble, was the one I would bet on. So it's a low risk, high reward. So yeah. I would only have to put like a hundred bucks down. And it would pay off better than even money. You know, like they they could do it. They are a title contender, Houston. They are, uh, like it or not, Harden and Westbrook are killers, and they can win any given night. That was the one that stuck out to me as the team I would bet on if I was at the betting table or betting counter. And I was, I was looking for, yeah, if I was looking for something that would pay off really well, Houston would be the one. When You have to reach out if you want to win a lot of money, uh, typically. You got to kind of stick your neck out a little bit. But um, I think... Finals prediction, I think I'm going to stick with Boston Clippers. And I don't know who wins. I think probably Kawhi, but just because he's been there, done that. But Tatum was having such a good year. I got to stick I gotta stick to my guns on this one. Boston Clippers. So much of what Milwaukee does is based around playing at home. Milwaukee's home record. 28-3. Is that it? Yeah, 28-3. Boston's 23-9. and nine. Milwaukee on the road is twenty five and nine. Yeah, twenty eight and three is that's a major home court advantage. Oh, cool, my computer froze. Here. Look at uh, Boston; their home record is the same as Toronto's, comparable to Miami's, close to Indiana. Am I reading this right? Philadelphia was twenty nine and two at home, ten and twenty nine, yeah, ten yeah. and twenty four on the road. Twenty nine and two. Yeah, good so, lord. Uh, see you later, Philly, without your home court advantage. I think that could come into play. You want a team a team that has a good away record would be the teams to look out for. Boston's isn't great. It's 20 and 12. Milwaukee's is better, 25 and 9. Toronto, 23 and 9. Away records, Lakers are 26 and 6 on the road. That's pretty good. Clippers are 19 and 13 on the road. So, all right. But when you're playing on the road, you're also playing in a uh, a road atmosphere where the other team's home court advantage. So a neutral site, maybe that doesn't play in as much because there's no fans like yelling at you and rooting against you either. Not only are they not rooting for you, they're not rooting against you or for the other team. Lakers were be- Lakers had a better record on the road. Mm-hmm. 26 and 6, 23 I mean, and 8 at home. That's pretty valuable information. I feel like that's that's actually counts, you know? The yeah. The fact that they were better on Look the road. That. So put them in a neutral yeah. site. Put them in a neutral site and they're going to dominate. Yeah, it's probably going to be the Lakers <laughs> based on that. I mean, you know, Grizzlies for their first year wasn't that bad, 14 and 18. Really not that bad. I mean, you know, 50%. Basically, well, damn near. Yeah, well, considering their winning percentage is below 500 for the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that ain't bad. 
on the road. It ain't bad at all. I mean, their homing was the same. It was kind of like, you know, 18 and 15, though, pretty much. I mean, you're going got a 50-50 shot. Their points per game game are right up there with everybody else. 112. The Lakers score 114 a game. Nuggets are at 110. You know, they're right there with everybody else. They're scoring. Opposing points per game, 113. It's a little on the high side. (laughs) But everybody's opponent's points per game are over 100 in the West. In the whole league. Every single team... Opponents' points per game are over 100. Is that normal? I don't think so. 106, the lowest. Yeah, 106, Toronto, Lakers. Cutting out. It's Toronto, Lakers, and Boston. Their opponents' points per game are the lowest at 106. That's kind of an interesting thing to look at. Should we get to our uh, voicemail? The lone voicemail? Yeah, we only got one. Yeah, House of Hoops. Uh, this is Pat. We're thinking about something. How are these teams that make the playoffs going to account for the teams that don't when it comes to the lottery? Because they're setting positions in place pre-pause. So March 11th, positions are in place versus the teams that are, that have a, t- have a chance to possibly make the playoffs. So say what if a team goes 0-8 in this run and they're then maybe they were in position to make a playoffs and maybe they drop really hard and maybe they might drop below a current non-playoff team. Does that affect the position in the draft? And then if so, uh, how can, will, will they be account for that or should they account for that? Anyway, next time. I just realized something. Did you guys hear that? Not at all. Oh, shit. That's okay. We can. I don't know if I can even tell you what it said. So Pat was asking, how does the lottery play out? I think that's what he was asking. So if if Memphis gets knocked out or a team, I don't know what the fuck he was asking. That was kind of part of the funny he, part was that you could hear that he didn't he wasn't making sense. <laughs> I kind of like that, I really can't even tell you what he was saying. He was saying how does it affect like the uh, players that get knocked out of the playoff picture? How does that affect the lottery? And I think it just goes as normal, right? When you think, yeah, yeah, just like a regular. So when this when the playoffs start, like you can set your lottery that way, wouldn't you say? So he's asking if the seeding games affect the lottery odds. Yeah, I guess. Um, like how to so. where each play, which where each team ends up, does that affect? Yeah, the I don't lottery? know. I, they haven't. I mean, since these aren't technically regular season games, I don't. I, I don't almost wonder if the the lottery is not more or less set. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what he was asking. I think. Hmm. I bet it's. I bet it's basically set. And um, yeah, yeah. Boston, Boston gets the pick. You've got five teams fighting for the last spot in the West. How does that affect the lottery for four of those teams? I, I think it stays the same. I don't think they're going to change the lottery odds. So they just stick the teams that. I, mean, I guess unless like New Orleans makes the playoffs, you know, I don't, I don't know what the hell happens. <laughs> yeah, or Portland. My guess would be they'd 
reset all of the uh, standings of which team, you know, which team did best through the regular season, I guess. And then those the, the lottery odds would just be set reset to that. Reset to wh- how the standings were when the season ends after the eight games they play. That'd be my guess. I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of hard to interpret his question. I might just scrap this whole thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> because I got to figure out how to let you guys hear these voicemails before we go on. That'll be a key thing, I think. Yeah. I know one way I could do it. All right. Anyway, we'll 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 figure that out. Does anybody have anything else? Anybody have any uh, plans for this week or anything they want to talk about? No, I don't think so. I think I'm kind of good. No, I'm, I don't have anything to add. Yeah, I know. Uh, I didn't read that the, the uh, Memphis, the, we, the our soccer team we have here, the 901 FC. Looks like they're coming back July 11th. Okay, well so that's kind of cool. Something. That, yeah, I didn't say anything about. They didn't say anything about bringing how many people are going to be able to go to the games or anything like that. But they said they're going to restart their season. As time goes on, we get a better feel for how things are going to play out. As yeah. far as. COVID-19 and everything else going on in the world. Only time will tell. On that note, I uh, just want to thank anybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Give us a call. 901-300-6575. I want to hear some voicemails. Other than that, I guess we can kind of call it a day, guys. Uh, Thank you for coming on, Laddie, Bo. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you guys uh, every week. I do appreciate it. Seven more weeks. Uh, you know, things will be happening before seven weeks. But mm-hmm. in seven weeks, we should have real games to look at. Other than that, yeah, thank you very, very much for uh, being here, guys. Thank you. All right, man. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having us. All right, let's get out of here. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.